This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 195, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August 20th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans podcast. This is Adam Chapman. This is our reviews episode, episode 195 for the week of Wednesday, uh, August 20th. This episode is going up... uh, Pretty much par for the course, uh, about eight days after the comics actually came out, which is a little bit later than I would have expected and hoped. Um, I was trying to get this podcast done all week, and the one benefit of kept keeping on pushing it farther and farther throughout the week is that I was actually able to read a few more comics to actually talk about on the podcast, which is nice. But I'm also going to do a little bit more of a faster-paced, uh, quick-style uh, review episode. So we're just going to kind of stream through these books quickly. So, you know, although that being said, I've said this a lot in the last few weeks, and uh, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a really fast episode, and then we end up doing, like, you know, half an hour episode, which is kind of normal, but this time, it is going to be a fast one. So, uh, first up, we have All New X-Factor number 12. This continues the run by Carmine DJ Domenico and Peter David. I'm still amazed that this book is coming out as quickly as it has, and uh, with the consistency of both the, the writer and the artist. Um, I'm actually really impressed that uh, Carmine's been able to keep up the breakneck pace of this book. Um, kind of really like the style. I like how Pietro's kind of busy dealing with Alex. He's not going to kind of spy for him anymore. Um, danger in a, in a uniform is kind of a super weird thing to see. Uh, Gambit has a bit of a um, confrontation with his boss. You have, I, I'm still not really a big fan of the new design for Warlock. Um, I just don't know. It just doesn't quite work for me, although he does look very Danger-esque. Uh, like his kind of weird relationship with um, with Danger. Uh, Cypher's relationship with Georgina is, is interesting as well. Um, let's see what else we got here. I, and I, I just like the Cypher's even on a team at all. Um, and now we finally have uh, the X-Factors being presented to the public, which is cool. And then we're also seeing uh, Quicksilver kind of brought to task for his own issues. Um, I like that Peter David's kind of going back to this, the fact that for a while Pietro was definitely a broken character, and now they're kind of trying to fix that, and having his daughter show up was actually really cool because I don't think anyone's done anything with Luna for quite some time. So I really like there's a lot of character work here with uh, kind of, and also respecting continuity in a way that only Peter David and a few other writers really can do these days. Um, not only does he is he mindful of past continuity, he uses it effectively and is able to drive character progression forward as a result. So I thought this issue was just a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, which is kind of par for the course for me. Uh, it's kind of what I usually give this book. Um, it's always just an entertaining book from start to finish. Uh, next up is Batman and Robin 34. As we continue the uh, Robin Rises storyline by this issue is by Peter Tomasi and artwork by Patrick Gleason. Uh, I really like that cover. Um, not the best version of Lex Luthor, perhaps, but I really like the way that Batman looks. Um, very reminiscent of, uh, I guess, not really Beware the Batman, but the original Batman in the animated series. I like that Batman brings together his family um, to decide that they're going to get his son back, uh, his body back anyway, or he's going to work with them, And even though the Justice League is turning their backs on him. I do wish that they had maybe brought Dick back. I know that he's not supposed to be around, but I kind of wish that he had been involved because it just seems like it, for something this important that Bruce would have brought Dick into the fold no matter what the, the scenario was. Um, a lot of exposition here, a lot of kind of Batman getting ready, um, 
I guess, sorry, now that I, I forgot about the issue, Dick is here, but he's just not primarily. Like, he's not noticeably here that in terms of everyone else in the team knowing that Dick Grayson's still alive. Uh, so I, I forgot about that completely. So I, I take back part of that entire comment. Um, it is interesting to see Batman getting the armor and then tr- kind of having this bit of a showdown with Luther and then doing what he's going to do anyway. It, it did feel like maybe we spent a lot of time, more time with setup than we needed, but I did still find it entertaining. Tomasi's a great writer. You can tell he's got some really good plans for where he wants to take Batman and the paces he's putting him through. The artwork's fantastic by Monkey. Uh, sorry, by, um, not Monkey at all. Um, uh, Gleason. Uh, this is just, uh, again, 8 out of 10. I feel like this is going to be an 8 out of 10 kind of week. Um, let's take a look. Next up, we have... Let's see, uh, Daredevil number 7. So this is another original Sin tie-in which isn't really that really related to Original Sin. It's by Mark Way with artwork by Javier Lu- Rodriguez, who has a very different artistic style than Somni. Um, I thought maybe it portrayed it, it carried itself a little bit better towards the style of this issue in terms of being in Wakanda, the action elements. Um, I just thought this was a really entertaining book. We have to see a li- it, it kind of justified more of what we had in the first issue because our setup here, it's a really interesting take on the uh, Maggie with uh, Matt Murdock. The one thing that dis- does kind of invalidate, and I'm not a big fan of this, is how it invalidates the Batlin Jack Murdock story by Zeb Wells and Carmine DJ Domenico, which is one of my favorite Marvel Knights miniseries. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal and really twists things in a, in a way that we'd never really seen before. And um, showing what Matt's mom was like, showing what his dad was like, showing even what the, the final moments of Jack Murdoch's life, how he went out knowing that his son was not Daredevil because Daredevil didn't exist yet, but knowing he had the abilities that he had and was able to defend himself, it's quite amazing. In the background, there may be some weird sounds like uh, my son's, I don't know, like play toys that are suddenly activating on their own today. That's happening. I'm just going to roll with it. Um, anyways, so it, it adds some elements I don't think needed to be there because it does kind of uh, refute something that I really enjoyed in that Batman Jack Murdoch series. However, it's still such an enjoyable series, and I do enjoy the slant it takes. I just wish it didn't have to invalidate another fantastic series in order to do so. But, um, man, there are so many sound effects going on right now. Generally speaking, though, I really enjoyed it. I'm wondering if we'll get to see more of Maggie in the future as maybe a new new member of the cast. Uh, It'd be nice to have Matt Murdoch go back to San Francisco, though. Uh, to kind of see more of that version of his life. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10, which is uh, probably not a surprise at this point, uh, seeing as that's the third time I've done that this week. Uh, next up, um, let's see, we've got Batman Eternal number 20. Um, so let's see, issue 20. So we're, we're a fair bit through now. Um, artwork in this issue is by Scott... Artwork is by... Uh, Emmanuel Simeone with a story by Scott Snyder and James Tinney in the fourth. It's Tim Seeley on script. Ray Fox and John Lehman are the consulting writers for this particular issue. Um, not a, the artwork, I kind of go back and forth on At times it's gritty just enough. Sometimes it's a little too abstract, almost Sam Keithian at times. Um, the storyline with Batman and, and Croc and Bard is, is interesting. Um, seeing uh, the, the whole issue with what's going on at the prison... It felt a little bit more confusing than it needed to be. Uh, the last kind of page of spoiler was definitely cool to see. Hopefully we'll get to see this storyline moving a little bit faster. 
Um, didn't feel like there was maybe a lot of forward progression on plot, but I've actually already read issue 21, and I'll forgive issue 20 because there's a lot more developing in the next issue that maybe it's okay that this issue wraps up these particular plots. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, it's it's good. It's actually maybe a 6.5. I, the artwork I was really hot and cold on. Uh, next up is Electra number 5. Uh, this is written by, let's see... Uh, Blackman, that's uh, W. Hayden Blackman, artwork by Michael Del Mundo. Um, really, this is this series is more about the art than the story. I mean, the story is okay, but it's really about the gorgeous art and how it tells a story. Um, so, Electra looking for this legendary assassin. She's coming up against this Bloody Lips character as well. Um, the epilogue is really chilling with Lady Bullseye as well. Um, I really dug this. I'm going to give this an eight and a half out of ten. Very solid, very entertaining, uh, extremely consistent. Uh, next up, we've got Magneto number eight, which continues to be a book I just don't know how I feel about. I don't really think that I like the art because, like, who is Magneto? Like, how old is Magneto? What body type should he even have? Like, and I still don't like that he's kind of bald now. Uh, Javier Fernandez is the art here. It's written by Colin Bunn. I think the script's probably stronger than the art. Uh, would allow the flashbacks I think are some of the stronger parts of the issue but at times it, like the, the face of Magneto gets way too uh, cartoony and, and overly exaggerated um, I don't know I, I just I'm it's I don't know it's kind of a weird book and now we're going to be marching towards Axis so I feel like any momentum that Bun had might be lost um, again the artistic inconsistencies the story being not that great and kind of just wildly inconsistent. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Uh, next up is Miss Marvel number 7. Uh, this concludes the team up with Wolverine. Uh, it's written by G. Willow Wilson and artwork by Jacob Wyatt. Um, the artwork is not as adorable as the typical original art on the series, but I am enjoying the kind of comical take on uh, this team up. There are a few, a few pages that I did think were absolutely gorgeous. Uh, actually, maybe just one where uh, you it's kind of um, you get to see them kind of trying to escape and they're kind of going through all these different ways. And it challenges the way you're viewing the page, which I really like as they're crawling throughout it. Reminds me of something that Marcos Martin would do as well. Um, it's a cool team up to see that they both kind of learn something from each other. Uh, it looks like we're going to have a lockjaw appearance coming up, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I just think this is just a really fun book. In general, uh, so I'm going to give it a, a nine, like eight and a half. Uh, if it had been maybe the regular artist, I might have given it a little bit higher in terms of the art. Uh, next up is New Avengers 23. Uh, this was good. Um, so this issue is got it's written by Jonathan Hickman, obviously, as he's been the consistent writer of this book. And the story of this issue called Old Angels of Fallen is by the art is by Kev Walker. Uh, the story here is fantastic. Um, it's the idea that uh, after the events of last issue, the Illuminati basically they know that the final the incursion is coming, but they're, they've decided that they're not going to fight it. They're going to kind of make their peace. They can't do what it takes. They can't be the ones to kill all these people in order to survive. They're going to let it run down to zero. They all have these poignant moments of reflection. Black Bolt crying and screaming, and the it's all going to end in the space. What was it all for? Black Panther. Kind of trying to make decisions as well. Um, Bruce Banner kind of having a drink and kind of um, 
choosing the Hulk because this there's nothing the Hulk can do to survive this. Um, Reed kind of visiting with uh, Valeria and, and saying goodbye to her. It's just really interesting. And then it, the countdown goes to zero and it stops. And then they're like, "What the hell? What does this mean?" And they're they're left to think that if if it went down to zero and they're all still standing there, then maybe they didn't have to destroy a world to begin with. Maybe it was all for nothing. And uh, Black Panther really does a fantastic job kind of espousing that thought. And then Black Bolt realizes, where's Namor? Namor's missing. And then we find out that hours earlier, before this incursion happened, Namor brought together his own council, which included Thanos, uh, the Terax from the ultimate reality that they had uh, rescued previously, uh, Maximus, Black Swan, and two of the members of the Co-Obsidian uh, are his own cabal. And he's asking them, he's, he's giving the, the classic speech of everything dies, and how he's accepted it, and that he's asked these people to help him kill worlds and rise the cabal. Um, it is just fantastic. Um, that last page of seeing Thanos and the others on Earth nine thousand four, um, brutal and awesome. Um, I'm gonna. I wasn't sure at times about the artwork by Kev Walker, but at the end of the day, he really carried it out quite well. That final page is strike. The final couple pages are very striking. The script is fantastic. This is probably one of my favorite issues of New Avengers. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Uh, next up is Nova. This is issue number 20. Uh, the Let's see. It's written by Jerry Dugan. Artwork by David Baldion. It remains a, a very enjoyable book. Here we learn more about the, the Black Novas. Uh, we find more about what ha- really happened with Sam's dad. Uh, we also find out that Sam's dad would appear to still be alive. We have a fun little team up with um, a Sam and a Rocket throughout as well. Uh, I'd be interested to see where we kind of go from here and how Sam's dad will kind of be brought into the fray and how their reconnection, the reunion will be played out. Um, I enjoyed this. I'm going to give it a, fuck, I guess an 8 out of 10. Somewhere Nathan Strzok and Amber Strzok are just laughing because they think I give everything eights. But I guess when I really enjoy something, that's just what I want to give it. And I think these have been some good comics. Uh, next up is Secret Avengers, number seven. Uh, this remains an extremely fun book. Uh, it's written by Alice Cott, artwork by Michael Walsh. Um, there's a whole... He writes a great Deadpool here. I don't like this version of Deadpool usually where he's played this much for laughs, but I think it was just a lot of fun here. The way he breaks the fourth wall... Um, having Vladimir, Spider-Woman, and Maria Hill here, seeing how they're interacting, um, seeing what Coulson's up to to kind of evade anyone finding him. I just thought this was just a lot of fun as an issue, um, and I would really want to see where we kind of go from here. The, the second last page, I really like how it's uh, kind of winding as well and leading into that last page. Um, I just really dug this, and I'm going to give it an uh, 8.5 out of 10. I think it's been a fantastic book since it started, and uh, I look forward to it month in and month out. Uh, next up is Storm number 2. Um, I can't remember where this whole Storm and Wolverine thing first kind of happened. I hate it. I hate it so much. I like them being longtime friends to the point where they're, it wouldn't even make sense for anything sexual or romantic to happen. They're just good friends. Instead, they're something else and I just don't I don't care for that Greg Pak wrote it uh, I liked this first issue this issue I didn't really like I wrote by Victor Ibanez um, again having actually you know what I take it back <laughs> I completely forgot which issue this was uh, in my mind I think I thought it was uh, the Wolverine issue that I think that came out this week or June 20 sorry August 27th not this particular issue so I take it back 
this issue didn't mind as much them having a little bit of a relationship and kind of like making out a few times which I didn't really like that but um, I, I did kind of like how Storm kind of goes out in her way ends up having a fight with Callisto then realizes that Callisto maybe is doing something worthwhile that was actually interesting so actually I'll, I wasn't a big fan of the art but the script was alright I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10 I think Greg Pock is telling an interesting story about Storm and it also shows how far she's come as a character since the good old days um, and then last up is Teen Titans number two, which, if you're keeping track, I believe is only what the second DC book I've even read this week, um, or maybe third. Um, I wasn't a big fan. It's written by what Will Pfeiffer and artwork by Kenneth Rockefort. Not a huge fan of Rockefort. I mean, at times his artwork's really good, but then it just looks over rendered. There's a lot of kind of white spaces. Um, Bunker's really been played up here, and I don't really connect that well to the character so far. Um, interesting to see where they kind of go from here, but so far I'm I'm not really digging this new relaunch. And although I do like how Red Robin's been portrayed, but I don't think he's in it enough for me to really be that interested. I'm going to give it a six out of ten. So the books I didn't get a chance to look at this this week include the following: All New Ghost Rider six, All New Ultimates number six, Batwoman thirty four, Dead Deadly Hands of Kung Fu number four, Deadpool Deadpool. Uh, Dracula's Gauntlet number seven, Deadpool versus X Force. Uh, I think it was number four. Fables one forty three. Um, uh, let's see, Green Lantern New Guardians thirty four. Infinite Crisis Fight for the Multiverse number two. Infinity Man and the Forever People number three. Uh, Mighty Avengers thirteen. Multiversity number one. I think I got three pages in and said I can't read this. Uh, New fifty two. Future Zen sixteen. Original Sins number five. Red Hood and the Outlaws thirty four. Savage Wolverine. 22, Scribble Knots Unmasked, Crisis of Imagination number 8, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman number 1, Supergirl 34, Teen Titans Go number 5, Trinity of Sin Pandora number 14, Unwritten Volume 2 Apocalypse number 8, and Wolverine Annual number 1. Um, actually, speaking of Original Sins, I realized that I think I did get a chance to read this. Um, and I, Although, I, I, as is the case and has been the case for the last few issues, I didn't read the entire issue. Uh, I only read the, actually the main story. The last couple pages, I didn't bother reading that. I didn't really find it interesting. And I didn't read the Young Avengers story either. But I did read the main story, and I hated it. I hated it so much. Um, it basically ruins every Dum Dum Dugan story. That he's Dum Dum Dugan's been dead this entire time. He died way back in 1966, and since then he's just been a life model, different life model decoys. And um, I absolutely hated this. And then he kills himself. But would you know there's just going to be another Dum uh, Dum Dugan? I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Uh, it's a horrible story. I really hated it. It's written by Al Ewing. Butch Guys did the pencils. Um, I hate it because of what it means for the character, and I just find it absolutely pointless to do something like this. It just, it just, it's shitty. I just, I would like this to be one of those stories that I pretend never happened. And every time I see Dum Dum Dugan after this, I'm going to hope to God they never reference this god awful story. No, thank you. I mean, they're already changing and ruining parts of the Nick Fury story for me, which is more annoying because I love the Nick Fury story we got in Secret Warriors, which is also a great Dum Dum Dugan story. So I have no... Not one piece of me wants to pretend this even existed. This is terrible. I'm glad I didn't read the rest of the issue because I would have given the issue like a one based on this. It's absolute garbage. No thanks. That being said, Butch Geist does a great job in the artwork. The script is awful. There's no need for this. Anyways, um, looking forward to next week, and by next week I mean yesterday, which is August the 27th. Uh, 
some of the highlights of coming out this uh, past week include Fables, Trade Paperback, Volume 20, Camelot, Sinestro number 5, Superman 34, Manhattan Projects 23, Saga 22, All New X-Men 31, Avengers 34, Avengers Undercover number 9, Cyclops number 4, Jessica Jones, Pulse, Complete Collection, Trade Paperback, Savage Hulk number 3, Silver Surfer 5, and The X-Force by Craig Kyle and Kyle Yost. Um, sorry, Craig Kyle... Christopher Yost, uh, Complete Collection Volume, I believe, too. Anyways, thank you for very much for joining me for this episode. This has been episode 195, the Comic Reviews episode for the releases from um, August what, 20th. Uh, next episode, 196, not really sure what it's going to be yet. It should be coming out soon. I have a long weekend here in Canada, so uh, it might come out a little later than usual. And then we'll have episode 196, which will be our next reviews episode. Sorry, 197, I mean. Uh, and then we are really getting close to episode 200. So not really sure what the next three episodes will be, but hopefully it'll be something awesome. Uh, so thank you very much for joining me for the podcast. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, and also subscribe on iTunes as well, and uh, post in our HC Realms threads as well. So thank you very much for joining me, and I will catch you next time. And look, 21 minutes, longer than I expected. Bye-bye. I really hope that this picked up that horrible children's song that's played in the background because apparently one of my son's toys is broken and is just going on and on and on. And I apologize for the last 10 minutes. Couldn't make it stop. Couldn't leave the room. It's terrible. Bye-bye.